Welcome to Choir Talks. My name is Greg O'Neill. I'm the worship pastor at Ridgecrest Baptist Church, and Choir Talks is my weekly podcast. Let's talk about yada. Yada is a Hebrew word that generally means to know. It's a pervasive word in the Hebrew portion of the Bible, um, but its meaning changes a little bit depending on the context. But usually it means to know a person as in a relationship, not to know somebody on a surface level like an acquaintance, but to really understand a person. In fact, it's often used with um, in the midst of a covenant, like you make an agreement with someone because you know them and trust them deeply. And especially, um, it's uh, used in, in terms of marriage. Like, for instance, in the first marriage, in Genesis chapter 4, it says that Adam yada Eve, or Adam knew Eve, and she conceived. Um, now, of course, part of that is the physical relationship that, that caused her to conceive, but it's really wider and deeper than that. He knew her intimately and uh, was committed to a covenant relationship with her, and uh, out of that... Um, came the child. So uh, yada is to know someone and to be in a relationship with them and to know them deeply. So, okay, Greg, where are you going with this boring word study? Well, yada is a word that, um, that we use when we think about God and the way that he wants to know his people and be known by his people. He wants to know us intimately and he wants us to know him intimately. Listen to the beginning of Psalm 139, for instance, and you'll hear the idea of yada. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before there was a word on my tongue, Lord, you know it completely. That's yada, an intimate knowledge of someone. There's a book in the Old Testament that really features Yada, and that book is Hosea. Hosea is a prophet who speaks to the northern kingdom, and uh, he is called by God to marry a woman. Uh, the woman's name is Gomer, and thus he enters into a Yada relationship with her. But God specifically tells him to marry a woman who is a prostitute. And although she marries Hosea, Gomer continues to be a prostitute and ultimately leads, leaves Hosea altogether. And uh, as she is chasing after other lovers, she becomes enslaved by one of them. And eventually, Hosea, uh, God tells Hosea to go and to redeem her or buy her back from this lover and reaffirm his yada covenant relationship with her. This whole story that is played out in the life of the prophet is um, a beautiful picture of the redeeming nature of the love that God has for Israel, his bride, uh, and us and also, in, in by extension. And so his Hosea's love story is a parallel to a love relationship that God is calling us to have with him. At the time of Hosea's ministry, Israel was experiencing this uh, wonderful period of economic prosperity and growth. And as they grew prosperous, however, they had become more and more corrupt, rich on the outside, but morally bankrupt. As a people, they had broken this covenant relationship that God had started with them. So they were, like Gomer, adulterous, unfaithful, 
breaking their covenant with God, not only had they given themselves over to idolatry, um, but Hosea writes about their lifestyle that they had plowed wickedness, they had reaped injustice, and they had eaten the fruit of lies. Now, the Israelites didn't see this break that was a break in the, their relationship with God. Even as they worshiped other idols, they continued to bring sacrifices to God and, and uh, to worship him. But through Isaiah, God had a message, and he says to them, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and I desire an acknowledgment or a yada of God rather than burnt offerings. God didn't want their outward, insincere worship offerings. God wanted to establish an intimate relationship or reestablish an intimate relationship with them. So because of this, God chose to intervene, sending Hosea with this warning, um, but also a call to repentance and an invitation to return back to the relationship that they had once had with God. Here's how the invitation sounds in Hosea. God says, sow righteousness for yourselves and reap the fruit of unfailing love. Break up your unplowed ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers righteousness on you. So like Hosea, God was wooing back his unfaithful people, and he wanted to reaffirm this yada relationship. I love these tender words uh, from God uh, in chapter 11 of Hosea. Listen to how he speaks to them. He says, When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt I called my son. But the more they were called, the more they went away from me. They sacrificed to the Baals, and they burned incense to images. It was I who taught Israel to walk, taking them by the arms. But they did not realize it was I who healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with ties of love. To them I was like one who lifts a little child to his cheek, and I bent down to feed them. And it's a beautiful picture of God as, as not only a forgiving husband, but as a loving father. It's still God's desire to yada his people and be known by them. Even though we have been unfaithful like Gomer, the faithful God pursues us like a faithful, forgiving husband or like a doting father. He wants to lift us to his cheek and sustain us. When you read the book of Hosea, it's hard not to realize that we are Gomer. We are unfaithful. We are the ones that have ignored God and given our love to lesser things in this world. Um, like the story of Gomer, though, God wants relationship with us and not just a religious ritual once a week. Um, like the story, God will allow consequences to come into our lives uh, when we're unfaithful. But also, like the story, God reaches out to heal us and restore us. John's Gospel uh, quotes Jesus using a similar word as yada. In the Greek, it's called gnosko, and he says it this way. He says, I am the good shepherd, and I know yada, gnosko. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. And again, in chapter 17 of John, Jesus prays for his disciples and uh, what he's praying for them is uh, for them to have this eternal life that he has told them about. And, he's, and he describes it this way. He says, now this is eternal life, Father, that they know you. They can or yada you. 
you've been unfaithful. I've been unfaithful. We have wandered away from God to follow lesser things. But today is an opportunity to hear the the wooing voice of the God who loves you, to seek him, to yada, the faithful one who is pursuing you. Have a great week.